0: Welcome to the grip strip podcast episode, Ronnie, the limo driver. If you don't understand the reference, um, Josh, uh, cover your ears. Cause, um, I'm going to go and do this 69, 68, 70. Um, episode 69 of the grip strip podcast. And if there is one driver that could win on episode 69 of a show um, for Ronnie, the limo driver, or just in general. um, Kurt Busch is that guy, and he beat his pouty little bitch of a brother on Sunday in the last race at what was Atlanta Motor Speedway, because whatever the hell they're going to make is not going to be what Atlanta Motor Speedway has been for the last 20-plus years. Uh, we'll talk about his win. We'll talk about his pouty little bitch of a brother running over Daniel Hemrick to win the Xfinity, his last Xfinity race, supposedly. I think he's going to do the Mark Barton, and he'll still be running Xfinity races until the end of time. But that is what it is. Uh, Austin Hill won a demolition derby at Knoxville Raceway um they called that a truck series race but I don't think that was a race after the first segment but we'll talk about all that Marco Andretti won his first race in 10 years um at at Slinger Speedway over Luke Fenhouse who should have a contract with some nascar team and if he doesn't i wish i had the money because i would sign that bastard because the kid is really really good um 16 17 year old kid going winning the slinger nationals every driver that's won that damn race has done something uh and he dominated their uh last Saturday and just somehow or another on that last restart got passed by Marco Andretti uh but Luke Fenhouse should be in a NASCAR vehicle of some sort uh specifically the Stuart Haas racing Xfinity car because the guy that's driving it sucks dick but we'll talk about all that we'll get into the roundup which will go over supercars at Townsville Formula E at Brooklyn which was pretty um interesting in regards to the points uh it wasn't interesting because really Formula E's not really that great of racing uh we'll preview the IMSA at Lime Rock this weekend and the World Endurance Championship at Monza and the F2 and W series at Silverstone before we get into the British Grand Prix Uh, which will be the first uh, Formula One race with the sprint qualifying format, um, where they will have qualifying on Friday and then a sprint race on Saturday to set the grid for Sunday and the British Grand Prix. Can Lewis Hamilton go and make a dent in Max Verstappen's lead at... Lewis's house. Uh we will talk about that, make picks, the whole bit. Cup and Xfinity at New Hampshire. Uh we'll talk about previews, picks, since they'll have a two-week break before because of the Olympics, when everybody that goes there is gonna get COVID. But uh, that's beside the point. Uh we'll talk about Josh's sim segment, what he's doing on iRacing and we'll uh close the deal but first things first is the quaker state 400 move from kentucky speedway to atlanta motor speedway running a race at atlanta in the middle of july in the day which was illogical Uh, the crowd that showed up proved the point but it was a bush brothers benefit between both Kyle and Kurt. Kurt led the most laps. Uh, Kyle got the, he went and undercut Kurt and uh, on the last pit stop and was able to um, put himself in position to win. Uh, Ross Chastain uh, did what a good teammate would do, which is going to hold up the leader um, because of the 550 rules package uh, made it very hard to go and get around him in turn Kurt Busch went and made the pass that ended up being the pass for the win uh it was uh it was a pretty interesting race if you consider if you just focus on the Bush Brothers um otherwise it generally was a typical Atlanta race uh But yeah, Kurt Busch got his one win a year that he seems to do every year for most of his career. Um, In NASCAR, it's one thing to do what he's generally been able to do over most of his career, even though he's a douche. Um, Josh, I guess um, I didn't go and throw to you. I went and did the whole preview.
1: That's good.
0: It's good. So so I'm going to go and give you The forum right now, go and let us know what you're thinking, not only about last weekend's races, but the um, what you're going to bring to the show, but also what Kurt Busch did to the NASCAR Cup Series point standings because he just reset the whole bar. Um, Anybody that's outside of the 16th place bubble has to win after what kurt bush did on sunday
2: yeah it's pretty crazy i mean we talk about kurt bush winning the race and it kind of throws everything for a loop now because you know now we have 13 or yeah you know, 12 drivers that have won this year and only four that haven't won uh and that's a pretty interesting storyline now as we still have Danny hamlin haven't won yet uh we have kevin harvick hasn't won yet Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, they haven't won yet. So now uh, those guys have a little bit more pressure now to go out and win. Although I think Denny Hamlin will most likely, uh, more than not, uh, probably win the uh, regular season points title. Uh, but I think Harvick is a little bit on shaky ground there, although not much because he's on, you know, he's ninth in point standings and he's way ahead of Austin Dillon and uh, Tyler Reddick and unless they have some catastrophic failure or they DNF the next couple of races can't really see uh, Harvick falling out suddenly and I think uh, they'll be uh, the first Stuart Haas car to win this season finally and I think uh, it's probably gonna happen soon within the next couple of weeks here he uh, seems like he's starting to get back to his regular form after uh, basically being off the entire season but uh, I think with Kurt Busch winning, I mean, now that puts him into the uh the title chase and gives uh one last opportunity, if there is any for Chip Ganassi racing to win a title, uh under uh the this format. And uh with their suddenly now their last year in uh NASCAR competition. And then of course, you know, you have uh Kyle Bush, who probably could have won this race too, uh, even though he had a bad uh ending to that being blocked by uh, Ross Chastain still uh, padded his points uh, and is in third place in the regular standings and uh, fourth in the playoff standing. So nothing really to worry about for him there, uh, but it was a excellent opportunity for Kurt Busch. And he definitely took advantage of it there. And really, I mean, this race, like you said, it was basically the Kyle and Kyle or the Kyle and uh, Kurt show, the Bush brothers show. And it was Uh, you know, at the at the end, it looked like Kurt Busch was chasing down Kyle Busch, and it was like kind of like shaping up to be like you know one of those old school so-called Atlanta finishes, you know, where we've seen like in the mid two thousands, early two thousands, kind of throwing back to that, and um, maybe more of like the Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson style duel that we had back in you know a decade ago at this track kind of like that um even with the five fifty rules package uh was still kind of shaping up to be like that and definitely uh Ross Chastain had a hand in that one but you know Kurt still had to drive it and Kyle Busch almost got him with like seven to go uh on the back stretch but just uh didn't have enough speed on back stretch right there to uh, slow down Kurt bush i mean maybe he could have side drafted him a little bit more there slowed him down in that turn and try to uh sustain that battle but uh you know it wasn't quite over they just didn't have enough right front like kyle bush been saying the last couple of weeks and is a uh, not the like most heart-pounding finish but definitely it was very um uh strategic i guess in the way that they had to uh Make them, or uh, you know how Ross Hussein had to block Kyle Busch, and then Kyle Busch uh, definitely had to have a plan in his mind of okay, when's the you know time to go up and try to make a move, and I I think that was a shot there at seven to go, but uh, just didn't have enough car there to make it happen, uh, so uh unfortunate for him but once again uh it's like the second time now that kurt bush is actually uh beaten kyle bush in a cup series race so uh good for him you know gotta beat the little brother every now and then sometimes so i you know it's good for his ego there too and uh kyle bush you know probably happy for his brother at the same time he wants to beat his brother as well so uh, that's, that's how it is for Kyle Busch. And that's what we will see for the end of, uh, the Atlanta pavement. And of course, that was the other, uh, storyline this weekend that, uh, the controversy with the Atlanta pavement, uh, being repaved and, uh, reconfigured and drivers not being happy. And that's was probably the, uh, best way to send it out as a kind of a finish like that. So, uh, at least get to see, uh, Atlanta racing like that one last time before they, uh, reconfigure everything or ruin it as some people say or ruin it again as uh, you know dale earnhardt said in 97 that they took a good racetrack and ruined it um and you know if you go back to that and then what they're doing now maybe they're ruining it twice so uh that's one way to think of it and then you know of course there is also the controversy with the next gen car and uh if driver impacts next year uh will cause any fatalities because the chassis is uh, still uh too stiff for whatever reason and uh not really sure what to make of that uh still seems like it maybe that was an early test and now maybe it may not be the case not quite sure but it's definitely uh something to be concerning i mean maybe next year we have the big one at some track and and then you look inside the cockpit and the driver is basically broken glass we'll see what happens but uh, it's not not really a good look there but uh, i guess still a little ways to go and uh, they'll have to put out some more convincing reports and videotape, I guess, of, uh, crash testing to make sure that, uh, that's not uh, the case. Cause certainly certainly don't think that they would put that out there, but you know, then again, um, seems like from what I understand, NASCAR rushed that one out there. So a lot of, um, uh, incompetence, uh, insulting of intelligence there, but we'll wait and see what happens there. But I think, you know, this weekend just to, uh, decent weekend of racing to send out Atlanta one last time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you don't know who we are and you're listening to us, I'm pretty sure you do know who we are. I'm Philip Matthew. That's Joshua, Joshua Fine for all the great points he just made there, not only with the racing, but with the next-gen car. Um, the fact that they don't care that people are going to probably eat it if they hit something and when you go to daytona there's a high likelihood of people eating it because that's just what they do because nobody respects anybody anymore and kurt's going to be in a 2311 car next year uh for all intents and purposes and you know you talk about kyle bush who almost ate it a few years ago and somehow or another backed into a title uh, in 2015, you talk about Ryan Newman, who basically should have been dead, and made it through. Um, you know, there there are so many examples of drivers that are out there and in other series right now that somehow made it through. And if you're making a car that's basically a death trap, it's akin to what the IRL had back in the late 90s which basically um uh put uh sam schmidt in a wheelchair and other people seriously injured it's the kind it's akin to that and it's a problem and it's a fundamental problem and when you have people like scott miller who's a puppet and a moron uh, the fact that he was a crew chief of a good race team is beyond me. Um it's similar to like how everyone talks about Larry McReynolds, how good he was as a crew. He wasn't that great of a crew chief. If you consider his bottom line results, yeah, they won races, they were in a position, never won a championship. You want to tell me oh he's a good crew chief? Chad Kinaus is a good, good crew chief. Uh Ray Evernham, even though he's a fucking pedophile, good crew chief. You know, like Hammond, good crew chief. Those are good crew chiefs. They won hardware when it mattered. They went and pitted cars. At least in Hammond's case, he pitted cars. Chad Canal's pitted cars. You know, the, the that's that's good crew chiefs. Not going, winning a few races, choking when it counts. Um, but that's I mean that's a separate discussion. We'll get into that. But for Kurt Busch, winning is one race a year going and keeping his career alive after all the bullshit he's done in his career somehow or another going to win that race ross chastain doing the shake and bake uh kyle bush getting butthurt about it the reality is he could erect um garrett smithley at vegas a couple of years ago he could erect ross chastain if he really wanted to if he was afraid of that If he was afraid of that pit stop, when you consider Joe Gibbs racing pit stops are probably the best in the sport, I mean, what's the difference at that point? That's what would have happened. You go and send Ross Chastain in the infield, you're going to have a late race pit stop, and you're going to have a restart, and you're going to have an opportunity. And fundamentally, the two of them had the best cars. Are you going to be able? Is your team going to be able to go and pit your car better than Kurt's team? Are you going to be able to beat him on a restart? Are you going to be able to beat him over the long run? The reality is, he knew he was going to be able to beat Kurt on a long run, and Kurt was making time on him. And it just worked out that Ross Chastain played the teammate role uh, to a T. And the reality is, I have no problem with it, personally. I don't know about you, Josh, but I have no problem with it. The reality is... I
2: have no he, problem either.
0: Yeah, he, he's a rookie, in a sense, in, in good equipment. He's been driving bullshit in this sport, in the Cup Series, for years. He's been driving crap for the better part of his entire career. Ross Chastain played the part. He did his job. He did the Valtteri Botas to a Lewis Hamilton, which, I mean, that's a real reach because Kurt Bush is a douchebag, and he's fucked himself out of multiple rides. Lewis Hamilton's a freaking goat. But using the Formula One reference, that's, that's kind of what he did. And in turn, Kyle reacted in the way that he usually does, which is, oh, I can't get past him. Well, what the fuck do you do? And he went and, and, and rage quit and he lost after he ran over Daniel Hendrick, which we'll get into in a little bit. He could have just run over Ross Chastain at the that's my thing. It's like go and run over Ross Chastain. What the hell is the difference? You might have taken your brother out in the process and you'd have won the race. Because there was nobody else in within a 10-second vicinity of you people. The whole entire race on Sunday. Was a a Bush Brothers battle? He could have sent Ross Chastain to freaking Florida to go and get his watermelon. He didn't do it. Go and do that. Are you worried about damage on your car really? When you're talking about how your splitters hitting the ground, go and send them. It might make your splitter work better. It might actually make your handling better. I mean that that's really what it is in the grand scheme of things. Larson didn't win. Uh, Hamlin went and extended his points lead. Uh, it didn't really affect a whole heck of a lot in regards to the point standings. Kurt Bush won over Kyle. Truex third after um, getting penalized and having to start tailback because he failed inspection, which is whatever. Him and Chase Elliott failed inspection more than anybody. Uh, Bowman fourth, Blaney fifth. Tyler Reddick, sixth, Clyde, seventh, Christopher Bell, eighth, Dee Burrito, ninth, and Baba Bowie, Brad Keselowski, in tenth, Kevin Harvick, 11th, uh, Hamlin was 13th. He got good stage points. Um, Bobber in 14th and uh, Chase Briscoe in 15th. Larson finished 18th. He had uh, issues late, uh, but, you know, the reality is Larson didn't have a good car this race compared to the last race. Blaney built up to it, running a crusty Wallace pseudo throwback, and came up when it late in the race and and got that fifth place finish. Uh, point standings going into New Hampshire. Uh, Hamlin has a ten point lead over Larson. Kyle Sturd, as uh, Josh mentioned, Byron is only six points behind him. Then Elliott and Logano are only separated by four points, fifth and sixth. Martin Truex is in his own little world. Blaney's in his own little world in a sense. Arvik and Keselowski are only uh, separated by three points. Bowman is
1: 11th, Um, kind of in his own little world. Dylan, Reddick, Kurt Busch, Christopher
0: Bell, uh, and Chris Busher is 16th. Of course, Michael McDowell um, it would get in ahead of Chris Busher. So the fact of the matter is, what is it? That's Chris Busher is, I'm going to have to go and look at that. Um, Chris Busher. Is 96 points ahead of uh, behind Tyler Reddick right now. Uh, D. Burrito's under 38 points, Chastain 145, bubble Walls 148. In regards to the playoff bubble, that's how much the win for Kurt bush mattered. Uh, because he's ahead of two guys that have won a race and then two guys that have actually accumulated points for most of the year, in Hamlin and harvick so if you're outside of the top 16 in points right now which to be fair there shouldn't be 16 drivers that make this playoff anyway it should probably be 12 which would mean michael mcdowell winning the daytona 500 wouldn't matter which would be perfect because he sucks um right now there'd be 12 winners And you'd have to go and win a race. I mean, Denny Hamlin would probably get in on some sort of technicality as a points leader. Um, But honestly, if there was 12-driver chase, this would actually be really intriguing. It would make Hamlin and Harvick have to show up. All these other cars would have to really show up. It would make putting winning uh, into a more... A worthwhile scenario you make cup 12 xfinity 10 trucks eight it would actually make winning a little more valuable but they don't know what the hell they're doing because they have people who don't know what the they, they they all fuck they're like monkeys fucking football so it is what it is
2: i mean it's basically basketball uh playoffs this is basically the format i mean not even college it's more of uh, NBA uh, playoffs because you know, in the NBA a lot of times, um, mediocre teams with losing records end up getting into, especially the last couple of seasons, the way the playoff format over there is going. But you know, a lot of times you end up having teams with even records or, um, you know, a couple games like below uh, 500, uh, they, Make it into the basketball playoffs in the NBA, so uh, it's. I feel like it's more like that because you have teams in NASCAR who are, uh, I guess, equivalently the same, and you know they don't really compete that often. Maybe they get a top ten uh, here or there, top five here or there, and they're not quite all that consistent to really truly be a con- uh, title contender. You know, like uh, Tyler Reddick or Austin Dillon. Uh, type drivers they're not really that great but uh you know they're in the position right now that they would make it into the playoffs uh if it ended today and probably will make it into the playoffs seems how they're 100 points above the cut line 96 points uh behind the uh chris busher so that's uh that's how i think of it. it's just you have a lot of mediocre teams kind of at the bottom of the uh
0: playoff running order that's a problem with with the cup series format where they go and put too many teams in nascar has too many teams in they have too many rounds they had it right with 10 drivers 10 races it made sense um you know i guess because of the elimination format with air quotes as i do it in the camera Uh, where you're able to have more drivers, but there aren't 16 drivers that deserve to make the playoffs. As much as I like Tyler Reddick, they're not a playoff team. Uh, Neither of the RCR cars are that great. I mean, Reddick has been generally better in certain spots than... I mean, Austin Dillon's a fucking chode anyway, so fuck him. But, um, you know, like... Denny Hamlin deserves to make the playoffs, sure. Harvick, for how mediocre SHR has been, he's been consistent all year. He deserves to make the playoffs, sure. Or not deserve. Like, he could make the playoffs and make sense. So that would mean, like, right now, 14 drivers. I could deal with a 14-driver playoff over what the hell we have. It kind of is like, oh, you're making exceptions to the – it's like the point is, there shouldn't be that many drivers. It should mean Kevin Harvick has to go and win a race. The guy's won nearly 60 races. If the M effort can't win a race, he shouldn't be in the playoff to begin with. It's the same way as Danny Hamley. He's won like 40 plus races. He's in the same level as like Bill Elliott and all of them. Go and win an effing race. You're for Joe Gibbs racing. All three of your teammates have won races, two of them have won multiple races. If you can't win an effing race there's a problem with you and your team and i mean you're going to new hampshire both of those guys are great at new hampshire they'll have a two-week break and then they'll go to i think Watkins glen Um, neither of them are one there but then you go to indianapolis which is a fresh slate and you'll have practice michigan which i i know harvick i think harvick has won there if not whatever i
2: He won there last year. Oh, okay. There you go.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. He's won there two of the last three years because he had his son there. Um, and he put him in the in the passenger seat and drove around. So yeah. And but it's a 550 race, so it's kind of a problem for SHR. Uh, but you know, there the the reality is those two guys if they make the playoff. It isn't that big of a deal. To me i mean there'd be people that might want to be butthurt about it but the reality is if they're if you're a fan of somebody that's outside of the top 16 you're kind of sol anyway because most of them haven't run well enough to justify their existence i mean five people that are chris busher fans sorry um Bubba Wallace has a fan base. I'm a fan of Bubba Wallace, but that team has not been good for most of the year, uh, mainly because Mike Wheeler sucks as a crew chief. Uh, Daniel Suarez is super inconsistent in large part because they can't keep gearboxes functioning on road courses. Uh, You think about, oh, Richard, He's always been inconsistent his whole entire career. That's part of what makes him O. Richard. He got away within the Xfinity Series because it's the Xfinity Series, but now he's been in Cup. Can't do that. I mean, Ross Chastain, if there's one person that's outside of the top 16 that I feel could possibly go and do a Hail Mary, it's Ross Chastain. Why? Because he doesn't give a fuck. And that's what makes it great. He knows he doesn't have a job next year. Kurt knows he has a job. Even if he didn't get that win at Atlanta last week. But if he go if Ross Chastain does a Hail Mary this weekend in New Hampshire, or if he goes and does that at Daytona or Michigan, that's not shocking. He could do it. And he's not bad on the road courses either and that team's running really really well it would be a better to be completely honest as much as I like Tyler Reddick it would be better for the playoff to have the 42 in the playoff than an RCR car and you have Ross Chastain in there you'll be aggressive and you'll push things it'll make things happen it'll be entertainment and since NASCAR is more about WWE level Ross Chastain's a WWE kind of guy, and we'll definitely get in all that in regards to the playoffs and stuff. Um, In regards to the Xfinity Series race, uh, oh, wow, Dawson Cram's going to be driving for the Harmonator. That's a shame. As much as I like Dawson Cram, former um former uh guest on this show spencer boyd will be driving the jimmy means 52 uh cryo bush won what is supposedly gonna be his last xfinity race number win number 102 for him after he sent uh daniel hemrick off his bumper and uh Daniel Hemrick ended up being the last car in the lead lap. He led the second most laps on Saturday. Finished thirtieth. Uh, we'll have yeah, Kyle Busch, Jeb Burton, Noah Gregson, Justin Haley, Ty Dillon in the twenty-three. Uh, Brett Moffitt in sixth. Allgaier, Clevitt, Sam Mayer, and Austin Sindrick in tenth. Austin Dillon uh filled in for Michael Annette who randomly uh got or got hurt at Knoxville during truck practice and then couldn't race in the truck race and then also missed the Xfinity race but somehow or another got a waiver but no what's his name Josh Berry can't get a waiver and Grant Enfinger can't waiver can't get a waiver but an argument for another day. Uh Kyle Busch gets the win. It was basically Kyle Busch and Daniel Hemric the uh whole entire day. Uh, Kyle Busch led. Uh, Kyle Busch, uh,
2: yeah, Hemric seven
0: laps. Yeah, he led ninety seven laps. Hemric led a good amount of the race uh after the stages. And then got sent by kyle uh where and which in turn allowed him to win what supposedly will be his last uh race of his xfinity career syndrick maintains his points lead he's 74 points out of aj allmendinger and hemrick is third all harrison burton jeb burton fifth and sixth Haley Gregson-Jones, Michael Annette, who missed the race last week, is in 10th. Jeremy Clemens and Michael Annette are, yeah, I mean, Michael Annette, Jeremy Clemens, Myatt Snyder are the top 12. Myatt Snyder is fucking god-awful. I don't know why people aren't focusing on the fact that he's only five points out of Riley Herbst and he's won a race. That is an epic level of suck. Um, he's only he's only eight points ahead of Brandon Brown right now. But the problem is Brandon Brown is 56 points behind Jeremy Clements for the cutoff. Myatt Snyder has no business being in this playoff. He sucks. If people didn't know that Myatt Snyder sucked at racing, he sucks at racing. To be in an RCR car and only be five points ahead of Riley Herbst who can't drive a hot nail through snow, you really have to wonder about Mike Snyder's abilities behind the wheel. Uh, that's epically bad. I mean, at least Jeremy Clements is consistent and he's been up there. Michael and that sucks, but Jeremy Clements is a good enough driver to be ahead of him. Uh, but what were your thoughts, Josh, on the Xfinity race on Saturday, which saw Kyle Busch run over Daniel Emmerich and get his 102nd in what supposedly will be his last win in the
2: ATSU? I mean, the he was, I guess Kyle Busch really, really needed to go five for five uh, and get the 102nd win so he could walk out of the series on a W there and run over his teammate, but he says it wasn't supposed to happen. And I mean, I guess, you know, that's the story there. And once again, Daniel Hemrick has a chance to win a race in the Xfinity series this year and something happens to him. And I think, you know, I he probably wishes that uh Kyle Bush was gonna have another race uh this weekend at at New Hampshire, uh, sixth race, I guess, because uh, he probably would uh return the favor there. So I think Daniel Henrick uh, probably getting tired of having things happen to him. So maybe next couple of weeks they'll uh, change their approach or something and uh, try and get a win. Cause uh, you know, they're probably the best team in Xfinity that hasn't won a race yet. Uh, so it, it's uh, looking like uh, they need to take one of those opportunities and win. Although for the other hand uh, their teammate, Harrison Burton, Brandon Jones, both who won early last year have not won either this year. So I think uh, as a whole, uh, JGR Xfinity, uh, probably needs to go back and do a little bit of uh, reevaluation there and see what's going on with their Xfinity programs. They haven't really won, uh, that much, uh, out- outside of Kyle Busch, of course, but their regulars, um, haven't won, uh, this year when they had already won a few races last year by this point in the season, uh, and everything. So I think, um, as far as that goes, uh, We'll have to take a look there. Uh, I think uh, Kyle Busch, maybe he'll come back. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, they'll they'll have a, a race where they need a sponsor or something, or they're not going to be able to fill out all the races and be like, "Hey, Kyle, come back." He's like, "Okay, fine, I'll do it," or something. But maybe uh, I mean, he didn't say he was going to retire from the truck series or anything like that. So we'll probably see some more Kyle Busch truck uh, races, which I guess makes more sense because. He's a truck owner, so I guess a little people should probably be a little bit more okay with that because he's technically driving his own equipment and probably more uh, super late model stuff. And then uh, also being able to coach his son on the weekends as he starts his uh, uh, own racing career, racing uh, the little uh, dirt go karts, uh, Millbridge Speedway, and uh, all those all those little tracks uh, in the Carolinas and everything. So, uh, as far as the race itself, I mean. It was a, a lot of, I guess, a lot of small wrecks towards the end uh, there in, you know, after the uh, second stage. But then, last, uh, second, to last restart, uh, Kyle Bush gets into his teammate. He hits the wall and then ends up winning the race there. So, uh, I guess, a decent Atlanta Xfinity
0: race there. Uh, we'll have to see what happens next week at New Hampshire. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the Xfinity series since they'll have a race and uh break to the Olympics coming up along with the Cup Series trucks will basically have a month break before they go to Watkins Lynn for their cutoff which we will get into right now um truck series race at Knoxville Raceway the home of sprint car racing wing sprint car racing home of the Knoxville Nationals which will be coming up here uh what is it in two three weeks time where Hardar uh put in his uh entry to try and win the Knoxville Nationals along with many others uh the most uh prestigious race in 410 wing sprint car racing but this past weekend was the truck series at least on friday night which saw austin hill not noted as a dirt racer come through after i don't know how many green white checkers uh get the victory i think carson Hosevar was probably one of the best trucks if not the best truck along with the uh, todd gilland i would be a couple other guys that were up there, but Josevar was up there all day. Uh, He's been on the bubble for a while in regards to this playoff. I think he had a chance there to go and win that race, but unfortunately he wasn't able to for him uh, to go and lock himself into the uh, playoffs. Austin Hill wins over Chandler Smith, who led 71 laps. Works out to be the most laps led. Kyle uh, Gillen led the second most laps, and he finished fourth. In between that was Grant Uh Derek Krause finished fifth and ran into everything about the lottery. After starting on pole, Matt Crafton, Ben Rhodes, sixth and seventh. Brian Brown for Rowdy Bush finished 8th. Tate Fogelman and Danny Bone, who I think also hit everything but the lottery, finishing in the top 10. John Herne-Nemichek started tailback and finished 11th. Yeah, I mean, Josevar only finished 16th after uh, leading 17 laps and being one of the better trucks there. Uh, after the first segment, the track was what groove and very tough to pass so there's a lot of beating and banging and sending people into the wall uh, it wasn't the greatest race in general let alone one of the better dirt races so we'll see I think they're going to be back there next year but they're going to have to alter the racetrack maybe alter the format to make it more worthwhile to actually have to go and pass cars and do things to improve your position. Proving uh, examples like Chase Briscoe, you're trying to make passes and make do things happen and make things happen. And he ended up uh, going and I think breaking a transmission or wreck. He got involved in a, one of the big wrecks uh, late in the race. But he also had other issues because he went up during one segment. He was in the top five and then. Thing of caution came out and it affected him, but uh, yeah, Austin Hill wins a dirt race, uh, pretty unexpected for sure. Uh, playoff standings uh, are pretty much set. John Hunter uh, locked in as the championship points leader going into the uh, playoff. Uh, ben Rhodes second, uh, 10 points out of Austin Hill, Todd Gilland uh, fourth, Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, Sheldon Creed, Anf- Grand Anfinger, and Grant Enfinger, Carson Osovar, Stuart Friesen. So, Stuart Friesen has a 13 point lead on Chandler Smith, what would uh, amount as the cutoff uh, Derek Kraus is 53 points behind Freezing for 10th and possibly going to make it in uh,
1: we won't know to walk Glen, along with uh, um, yeah so went over all that and the fact is, truck series, we won't know
0: what everything means in the grand scheme, uh before, you know, race results and all that kind of comes through. We'll go over the SRX series uh from this past weekend, which saw Marco Andretti go and win a race. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty rare to watch him actually go and win, cause he sucks. But he did at Slinger Speedway over Luke Fenhouse, uh, which is a big deal. Uh, Fenhouse who won the uh,
1: won the race at uh, won the heat races at um, not just that. Right he won a Slinger, didn't he? The Yeah. The
0: Slinger he won, Nationals? Yeah, he won. Yes. Fenhouse won the Slinger Nationals. Uh, Marco won the SRX uh, on Saturday night. Let me just bring it up here. So the heat races, Marco Andretti won both heats and the feature. Uh, Fenhouse finished third in both heats and finished second in the Feature race. Tony Stewart finished second in both heats and finished third in the feature. So basically, the whole entire night was about those three guys. Bobby Labani finished fourth in both heats and fifth in the race. Uh, Miss Summer Jr. finished eighth in heat one, uh, eighth in heat two, and fourth in the actual feature. So, Ernie Francis coming off winning at IRP, finished sixth in all three races. And uh, Paul Tracy threw a bitch fit and was looking for uh, Haley Deegan because he wanted to look at her feet and because he's a pedo and because he sucks at driving. I guess I'll uh, throw to you, Josh. uh, What do you think about? marco actually winning a race for the first time in 10 years
2: and yeah, was pretty exciting racing there marco actually using the high line off of the restart the last restart of the night getting getting running he talked about using that line to uh, try and win the race and that's what he did uh, and he had a pretty good battle there with luke fenhouse uh, They were, seemed like they were side by side uh, against each other for like 20 laps there, 50 laps, uh, however long it was, and, uh, nobody was giving an inch and it was pretty exciting and really have to appreciate, uh, this type of racing, uh, this type of track, uh, for the type of racing you can produce. And it's definitely a uh, pretty entertaining to watch. And then, uh, seeing Tony Stewart there also try to get into it, mix it up. Uh, you had opportunity probably to go three wide, but that's definitely not the smart thing to do. And, and at one point, you know, he passed, marco there but later on marco got him back and then uh it was just uh basically just a battle between uh marco andretti and luke uh, fenhouse and then for the most part you know coming towards towards the end of the race it looked like fenhouse had the better car and marco was probably gonna take second but then uh you know the caution with haley Degan getting into uh uh Paul Tracy there that was uh what caused uh all the chaos at the end of the race but uh allowed uh Marco Andretti the opportunity to go and uh w- win the event so I think he's got to be I guess pretty uh thankful for her trying to go out and and uh get into uh PC there so uh which uh was uh you know able to give that chance for him but uh the, for Uh, Haley Deegan, I mean, she's, she's done a decent job in the series for, you know, kind of equally prepared cars somewhat and racing against, you know, the drivers from, you know, best drivers from 2005 and all that. So done a decent job and decided, I guess, to choose violence at the end, getting into uh, PT, but it was, that was a pretty entertaining storyline there. So, um, the racing overall was uh, pretty good. I mean, you know, you were able to race side by side and you know, drivers able to get into each other and save it. So it was a lot of entertainment and, uh, uh, looking forward to the next race here at, uh, nashville and unfortunately it's gonna be the last race because uh this race is pretty uh the series is pretty good series to watch and you know wish they had a, a few more races uh in in the summer uh you know going into a little bit into august and uh go around to some of the other short tracks or even maybe uh going to some of the mile and a half tracks or something like that that um don't have any major races anymore and and showcasing what uh you know, these late model cars essentially can do on all these uh, different track types.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the goal for SRX to have, I think two races on dirt, two races on pavement of some sort, whether it's super speedway, speedway, uh, then dirt rallying uh, dirt fish and the whole bit uh, to run a couple of rounds on the dirt. That would be the ideal schedule from Raymond. Or at least that's what he said before. I don't know what his ideal schedule will be now. But we will see. Tony has the points lead going into the last race here at um, London E-Prix or whatever. Nashville. Uh, Nash. Well, no, that's for... Um, that's for SRX. I was thinking of um, Formula E, but yeah, we'll see what Nashville brings this weekend. William Clyde Elliott, the second, will be in the race. Miss Hummer 2.0 will be in the race. It'll be the biggest field I think in current SRX history, which will be cool
1: on Saturday night. Uh, let's go over here. Um, wanted to mention Luke Fenhouse because he was so good um uh, you know, I think
0: that's something to say about somebody who goes and gets seen on television one time and they go and get uh an opportunity in a in a big ride. Uh, there's there's something to be said about that But We will see How that all goes So Sauber's going to Extend their alpha male ra- Naming rights which means They're probably going to go And get rid of at least one of the drivers If not both In that
1: scenario Let me go over here Okay going to go
0: so the uh we'll get into the GSP roundup here.
1: Uh what is it called? Formula Supercars at Townsville. Yeah, so um
0: just bringing up the uh results here for oh uh, what is it called?
1: Let me bring it up here and all kinds of buttons. Supercars at Townsville. Um, oh, Touring supercars. Townsville Supercar, Provisional Point for a win cup.
0: Uh, Soundsville supercars. Van Gisborg and Sons of Pole. So that's what that was. And then. Uh they'll be running Townsville too uh
1: this coming weekend.
0: Results in the roundup for uh Townsville uh, last week Shane Van Gisbergen beat Jamie Wincup and Anton DiPasquale. Pasquale. That was the podium. Have a lot of Fords behind the three Holdens, uh, where Nick Perkass finished fourth. So Fords dominated the uh, top ten, or sixth. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty good. Holden, uh Mark Winter, Winterbottom finished tenth. That was in race one, race two. Saw Jamie Wynn Cup win over. Shane Van Gisbergen, Todd Hazelwood, Nick Burkett, Anton Deep Cameron Waters, Will Brown, Will Davis, and Tim Slade, David Reynolds. And then, yeah, Jamie, or Chaz Mostert over Shane Van Gisbergen, Jamie Wincup, Gary Jacobson, Scott Pye, Zane Goddard, uh, Jake Secchi, Cameron Waters, Nick Burkett, Todd Hazelwood, or the top 10 and we'll go from that to um formula e
1: at brooklyn which was in the red hook section or brooklyn and let me see here
0: california did you see anything else, Josh, in regards to any of the other racing that would be in the um, roundup or in general uh, that you want I to mean, mention? Uh, I didn't didn't really see anything else. I mean, um, I
2: I mean I saw Connor Daly was at uh, Formula e, uh race at at Brooklyn, uh, and I guess he's got some connections there from when he raced in Europe. But I mean, I didn't really. I mean, I probably should have seen uh, Imza at Lime Rock Park, but uh wasn't able that'll to get be yeah. that'll be this weekend
0: that'll be this weekend so okay. you don't have to worry about that. Okay. Um in regards to the race results in the New York City E pre first of two races, uh sim was it round eleven. Go to round ten now, uh, Max Gunther for BMW Andretti Motorsport over jean eric Verne and Lucas Segrassi. Cassidy and Frein's fourth and fifth for Envision. Virgin Racing. Boemi,
1: uh, Roland, Lauder, Bird, and Rast finished in the top 10.
0: And then in the second race... To go and bring that up. In the second race, you had Sam Bird over Nick Cassidy, Antonio Vielis da Costa, Basque line, Andre Lautter, Alexander Sims, No Renato, uh, Robin Fryens, Alex Lynn, Max Gunther. Uh, Anything else in from Lee? Oh, Brooklyn? sorry. Um, yeah, the I said that in regards to the um, Sandbird winning the races in regards to the uh, point standings going to teams and drivers. The team's uh, title right now, Audi Sport, App Schaefer leads over BMW Andretti, uh, Dragon Penske Autosport, which is um, Ericsson and Sergio Sete Camara. DS Tachita, defending champions with uh, defending world champion Antonio Felix DaCosta. Costa, and driving in Virgin Virgin uh, with uh, Frines and Cassidy. I'm trying to bring it out. Driver standings, Sam Bird has a five-point lead over Costa and Robin Freins. Um 9 points Mortara, 11 over Cassidy. Um yeah, uh, yeah John Eric Vern, Rene Rass, Mitch Evans, Pascal overline, Nick DeVries in the top 10. Uh, we'll get into IMSA
1: IMSA at Lime Rock this weekend which will See uh, what takes place in it'll be Friday and Saturday. because uh, Lime Rock has a uh curfew uh just like um English town. Uh, you have that you get out of that so we can come down yeah
0: so Lime Rock Park one of the tightest circuits in all the
1: land uh, trying to go and make it work in general and uh, there will be it will be a strictly uh, GT
0: uh, Le Mans GT Daytona race Get in the entry list, the three uh, three uh, GT Lamar cars will be the two Corvettes and the WeatherTech Porsche of Cooper McNeil, Matthew Gemini, and the Porsche. And then there will be the GT Daytona a field of 14 cars, Sellers and Snow, and the Paul Miller Racing Lambo. Sack, Robichon, Lawrence, Vanthorne, Fathlund, Motorsports, Porsche, Calvo and Veach, and the Vassar Sullivan Lexus, Aaron Tielitz, Jack Hawker, Vassar Sullivan Lexus, Trent Henman, and Patrick Long on the right, Motorsports 16, GRT, Grasser, uh, Lamborghini, uh, Misha Goikberg, Frank Pereira, uh, Vor, Roman DeAngelis, and Ross Gunn, and the Harder Racing, Aston, Michael De Casada and Daniel Morad and the Allegra Motorsports, Mercedes Richard Heist and Jeff Westball and the Carbon Audi Potter, Lally and the Magnus with Archangel Acura uh, Mark Miller and the Gradient Racing Acura Kingsley and Farnbrocker and the Compass Racing Acura Rob Ferrell and the Catherine Like Team Hardpoint uh, Porsche and then Robbie Foley, Bill Arberlin, and Turner Motorsports
1: BMW. So there is that. I gotta go bring that up. In regards to formally and Brooklyn. Oh, uh, got into the IMSA Lime Rock there. So WEC will be in Monza for uh Monza eight hour race, I think. Um uh, got bring it up. Uh
0: yeah, so going into the uh V8 supercars uh schedule there, uh standings get into results.
1: Yeah, results there at Townsville, which saw, I think I did that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Monza, I'm just trying to
2: pull that out. Oh, up I'm trying well. to
0: pull that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, World Endurance Championship. World Endurance. Endurance Championship. 2021
1: uh, will be Monza this weekend. Waiting on the thing to load.
0: It's not really loading, but they'll be going to spawn going
1: over here. Six hour of Monza. Um, There will be was it overall and the zero one you know, there. Latest new driver swap for this weekend last night driver swaps going you'll have nick devries job van oitert and uh um lmp2
0: or nick devries over for job van Uytert. Sarah Bovee will make her WC debut in the number 85 Ferrari. LMGDM, Max Roodle, Project 146 Porsche. That's what I wanted. So there will be 37 cars this weekend. The two hybrid cars from Toyota. The Alpine... Uh and then two Glickenhaus cars, so five uh, LMP Hypercars. Then there will be 12 LMP2 cars. You have Dragon Speed uh, from America along with United Autosport, and then Risi Competizione, who is considered an American team, and GT Pro, the two AF Corsa Ferraris against the two Porsche Porsche's then in GTM there's sixteen cars uh from that field there. Uh
1: Ben Keating will uh, is he gonna be running double double header? No,
0: you he won't. Ben Keating will be running just strictly in uh the G- GTM category. So Yeah, 37 cars for six hours of Monza, fast circuit, low downforce. See if people can keep it out of the fence, considering how difficult the conditions will be there. Uh, The W Series will be running at uh, at, uh, Silverstone this weekend. And that'll be a tough test for all the drivers that are in the series in general. Um, Yeah, that's what it is there. Go over here. F2, W-series,
1: trying to go and uh, scroll there. So F2 zombie um yeah
0: british grand prix coming up this weekend we'll go and go over that here shortly f2 and w series i'm trying to look
1: for f2 information um that'll be the current
0: standings in the formula two championship juan Yu has a three-point lead over oscar piastri and a 12 point lead on Robert Schwartzman. Yuri Vips is 15 points back. And then 18 points back is Dan Tictum. Uh, Teo Pocher, sixth. Jan Deruvela, seventh. Liam Lawson eighth. Felipe Drogovic, ninth. And Ralph Boskong, in tenth. Kind of theoretically solidify their um, role in this race. Um whether they go and win overall or not. Probably going to go run segment each. Um, the W Series makes their second visit of the year uh, at Silverstone uh, to go and test their wills. Of course, um, there was some tests of wills uh, here a few weeks ago, so we'll see how that all works out. In regards to points and trying to get a lineup.
1: Um, F2W series. Um, we'll, um,
0: we'll go and get into the previews and picks for the uh, British Grand Prix. Josh, uh, first race with the sprint qualifying. So I guess it's a multi-pronged question. Uh, thinking about the spring qualifying, what do you think will happen with that? Um, what is are gonna make a difference in regards to the product that we see on Sunday? Um, we're also gonna go and ask can McLaren and Land like whether it's Lando Norris or Daniel Ricardo, go and put themselves in a position to be on a podium uh, between Friday and Saturday? Or is there somebody else that could go and make that happen? Uh, Plenty of things to talk about in regards to the British Grand Prix. Can Lewis Hamilton uh, uh, go and do uh, what he needs to do to uh, get back into the uh, points championship?
2: Yeah, I I think with this uh, championship here and the sprint race format, uh, it's going to be a unique uh, challenge for the series. We've got uh, the uh, two drivers that have been battling this year with Max Verstappen and uh, Lewis Hamilton. Verstappen has had the, the hot hand that as of late and is taking over the points championship and overall has had the speed. And pace uh, in the red bull car compared to lewis hamilton who had a couple of early uh, season victories but now it looks like uh lo- looks like lewis hamilton and mercedes have been falling behind a little bit and we're not really sure uh what kind of pace they're going to have uh, this weekend at their home uh track for lewis hamilton at silverstone so it's going to be an interesting uh storyline with how he's going to respond to the challenges uh he's been facing this season and uh being able to uh, see if uh, they can get back into the fight uh, against against uh, Verstappen but i think uh the sprint race qualifying format's going to uh throw a bit of a interesting twist into the weekend uh with especially with how the pace is for um, Mercedes Uh, If they don't have uh, a top three car uh, in terms of uh, raw speed, in terms of uh, practice times, it's going to be interesting to see uh, where they end up in the sprint race uh, uh, starting out in uh, in that lineup. And uh, if Lewis Hamilton is going to have to be really aggressive as as it's only a hundred kilometer race, uh, only 17 laps on the circuit, uh, and they uh, uh, will be given a free choice of tires and pit stops will not be mandatory. So it's going to be kind of a flat out race from start to finish. So we're going to see, uh, some drivers, you know, at the beginning, especially the beginning of the race, uh, drive or sprint race is going to drive really aggressively and try to see if they can, uh, get up there into the top 10 and get a good starting spot. Uh, so if Lewis ends up, you know, qualifying for the sprint race in like seventh, it's going to have to make a lot of moves, uh, in, in the, early portion of that, uh, to put himself in position, uh, for Sunday's race, uh, at the British Grand Prix, whereas Max Verstappen is probably going to have, uh, one of the fastest cars, uh, going into the sprint race and, uh, should have uh, top three speed at minimum, if not top two. So I think Verstappen is definitely, uh, has an easier chance to survive the sprint race. And of course, uh, there's always going to be chances of risk that you're gonna have to take. Uh, if you really uh, value qualifying or the lineup uh, where your placement on the grid is very seriously. So I think um, other drivers taking risks, like you mentioned uh, Lewis uh, or yeah, well for Lewis Hamilton, uh, you know, he, he's going to have to have a risk against um, Dan Ricardo and uh, Lando Norris, like you mentioned earlier, Philip, and I think uh, with, uh, with this storyline with uh sprint races. I think Ricardo definitely wants to have a a chance to, uh, get a good qualifying spot. And I think Lena Norris does as well. So I think, you know, they, they can make moves at the beginning of the race to really, uh, uh, I guess set the lineup, uh, or, you know, have surprising results, I guess, and, and put themselves in a position they otherwise wouldn't be able to. So I I think you got to look out for that. And of course, you know, you also have uh, Aston Martin with uh, Vettel and uh, Lance Stroll. So, uh, you know, they've had decent results. And then uh, this season, and then Alpine racing, you know, with Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon, uh, um, I think they're kind of a, another wild card team to watch with the sprint races especially uh, somebody like Alonso uh, who's a you know very aggressive driver and especially in this kind of position you know you can think of it for Alonso like he's definitely got a lot of experience with um we go back to his oval experience in Indycar you know have a lot of restarts there compared to Formula 1 where it's you know normally just the start so uh, especially with this being a short race uh, it's definitely kind of more uh fits uh maybe somebody like Alonso being able to race aggressively for only seventeen laps to get a good uh grid position for uh Sunday, so I think you know just to reiterate like Lewis Hamilton's definitely got you know a lot more to risk in the sprint race than I think uh, Max Verstappen does, and it's all going to depend on uh how they uh come out onto the track you know for first practice and and first practice too and you know uh what kind of speed do they have uh for qualifying for the sprint race
0: yeah it's the sprint i mean the there's only going to be two practices uh this weekend compared to the three that they usually have uh qualifying will be on friday evening uh they're in british bst so it'll be probably Friday afternoon for us Uh, the qualifying session sets the grid for the sprint race which will in turn set the grid for the British Grand Prix top three finishers will get mini points three two and one uh the winner gets the pole Um, whether that's for Stoppin or Hamilton's to be determined. Uh, If I'm Lewis Hamilton, I kind of want to win that sprint race, but uh, I don't know what he'll do in qualifying. Uh, In qualifying as well, it'll be strictly soft tires the whole entire qualifying session. There won't be any deviation in regards to tire compounds. So that'll make it probably a little bit more straightforward in regards to who has the kind of pace that you need to do on those tires uh, versus having different tire compounds. And the reality is it's Lewis's house. Is he going to go and win this world championship? Can he win this world championship? He has to go and do it between here and Hungary before the uh, the, the summer break if he wants to make anything happen in regards to trying to win an eight world eighth world championship uh there's a lot of talent in Formula One there's a lot of things you have to do in regards to all that so that might go and affect things um midfield battle McLaren of course is up front with Ferrari that's something we'll go and watch um You know, you talk about Aston Martin, they're right literally next door to um, Brand going to Silverstone. So uh, they can pull whatever they want, but Silverstone's their home. So we'll see what they can do. I think McLaren's going to be able to respond for top six finishes. Um, Fernando Alonso's Fernando Alonso for a reason. Uh, when it comes to teams after that is what it is. I've had Alphatari for the last couple of races and they haven't really done a whole heck of a lot, but it's a cheap selection relative to some of the bigger engine manufacturers. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens in regards to the racing this weekend. And if the sprint race makes any real difference to the overall product um we will go to the cup and xfinity race at atlanta i mean
2: atlanta we gonna make awesome. picks for f1
0: yeah we'll we'll make sorry we'll make picks for f1 i'll let you go first
2: i mean you know, i guess we'll do both the sprint races and uh uh top three for sprint races and then the british grand prix itself uh, sprint race i think you know max start or finish first and then uh sergio perez second and then third uh lando norris and then the actual uh british grand prix uh, i'm gonna put uh for first um i'm gonna yeah go with, again perez and second and then lewis uh third place and uh uh finish in uh the
0: british grand prix yeah i'll go with um Ver Ham uh pair. So Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez in the uh, Saturday sprint. And to be different, I'll say Lewis Hamilton wins the British Grand Prix on Sunday over Verstappen. And Perez are actually, I said it on the grid talk, I picked. Lando Norris to finish on the podium, so I will do Hamilton, Verstappen, and Lando Norris as your podium for the British Grand Prix, and uh, we'll see what happens in regards to those picks, but um, and how the sprint format works and the less practice and all that. Uh, we'll go to New Hampshire. Now in the um, Foxwoods Casino 301 Cup race and the Xfinity Series race, uh, that they will have their what the heck is it called? Am Better Get Vaccinated 200. That'll piss off certain people. Um, yeah, Dawson Cram will be driving the um, 74. Um,
1: Honored.
2: It's his be,
0: Xfinity debut for Dawson yeah it? yeah, it will be his Xfinity debut So as much as I hate Mike Harmon It's a cool thing to see Dawson go and make his debut
1: And uh, Bailey Curry kind of giving up his ride So
0: that'll be uh, interesting to see what he's able to do um but let me go over here in regards to the entry list um no kyle bush thankfully so that will be nice um you got qualifying metric okay uh, no you don't need that uh starting lineup you can go and get that um jeb burton will be on the poll and next to his teammate Justin Haley, Gagson and Sindrick row two. All Guy or Almendinger row three. Moffitt, Clements row four. Samir Harrison Burton row five. Um, was it? You have Daniel Hemrick in row seven next to Christopher Bell. Um, then after that, what Josh Berry will be in the number one for um, Michael Annette. So the fact that Michael Annette will miss multiple races and still have a waiver, um, I guess, uh, I mean, there's been other guys that have been injured from multiple races like Kyle Busch, Tony Stewart, and the like, and been able to make uh, the playoffs. Brockshot Jones will be starting next to. Uh, wi well, if I stayed out in the Northeast, Patrick Emerling. Uh, Jordan Anderson will actually be driving a 31 car, so that's something. Um, there'll be forty cars on the field. Chad Fincham failed to qualify in the thirteen car um c. j. McLaughlin who will be a caution along with Spencer Boyd uh, will be in the final row um i'll I'll start in regards to picks to win. honestly think that all Geyer is gonna win. On Saturday. And if it isn't all Geyer, um I'll get crazy and I'll say that Moffitt somehow or another puts it together and gets his first Xfinity Series win and theoretically backdoors himself into the Xfinity playoffs. Um, how about you, Josh, in regards to the Xfinity race on Saturday?
2: Well, New Hampshire uh, is a flat racetrack, and we haven't really had a lot of flat, short tracks uh, on the Xfinity schedule this year. The only one that we really comes to mind is Martinsville, and the person that won there was Josh Berry. So I'll do you one better on the crazy scale and say Josh Berry somehow wins this race, and he's basically back in the same car uh, that he was in before. Uh, the eight car is pretty good. Uh, I think better driver in the one car uh will uh show that it's just as good probably uh you know it's all built in the same shop I mean he's probably you know he's got a different uh crew chief but you know they they'll figure it out so I think um Josh Berry goes out and pulls surprises the field I think uh and goes out and wins this race I mean you'll have the regular contenders like Sandrick and uh you know uh Justin Allgaier, uh, Jeb and all those guys, but I think we'll see a
0: surprise win uh, in the one car with Josh Berry. I would sign for that so that uh, Dale Jr. finally gets rid of one of the deadweight pieces of shit that he has since he has deadweight in two of his uh, four cars. I mean, to be fair, most of his drivers that he has are deadweight. That's why Josh Berry being in uh, the car is a good thing because the fact is um, his team is pretty damn mediocre. Um, otherwise, going and keeping daddy's money pieces of crap in the um, field. But we will see what happens with that. It would be interesting to see what if Josh Berry is able to take the one car Travis Mack or not Travis Mack over the hell um the one crew chief is i forget who they are cuz Travis Mack's on the 99 uh, speaking of Travis Mack and the 99 we'll get into the cup series um uh race at New Hampshire Foxwoods Resort Casino 301, which will see Kyle Bush and Martin Truex starting on the front row. Elliott, Bush row two. Bowman and Hamlin, row three. Blaney, Ruddock, row four. Bell, Larson, row five. Keselowski, Harvick, row six. Uh, yeah, Briscoe will be starting 19th for me as a fan. Uh, 37 cars, so nobody will be going home. Uh, you have Daniel Suarez will be starting 31st. Um, or Richard 29th, Nonak 28th. Um, yeah, so shorter fields, less likelihood of having crazy lap cars and crazy things happening to go and affect the race in general. But the Gibbs cars are on the front row, and they have um, you know Danny Hamlin there to kind of go and affect how things go um for me or how about you josh what do, who do you think is going to win? who do you think is a wild card for Sundays race in New Hampshire? Well,
2: this driver is one at Loudon three times before and he's known for being afraid of the lobster trophy and he hasn't won yet this year. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin uh, finally getting his first career or first win of the season uh, at uh, New Hampshire uh, and solidify his spot in the playoffs and tighten the playoff field to uh, 13 drivers and three drivers without a win. And then I think uh wild card uh, let's go, go with, um, I don't know. It's hard. Uh, we go with, uh, Cole Custer. Why not? Um, he's, uh, hasn't really done a whole lot this year, but, uh, you know, this is like, again, I've said it before. This is the kind of season where, or the part of the year where you have a lot of uh, drivers that, uh, finish where you don't expect them to. So, uh, this guy hasn't really done a whole lot this year. So why not? We'll see. Maybe he gets into the top 10 or something at New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, that'll be something to see. I think, uh, In regards to Sunday's race Thinking about flat tracks And what's all going on I um, honestly believe that Truex is a guy Even though he hasn't had form Per se in recent weeks And um, hasn't been the greatest He's able to do what is asked of him Not only on the racetrack But off the racetrack And then you consider uh, the fan base that he has for what he's done and what he's about. I think Truex gets the win. Um, in regards to a wild card
1: pick for Sunday's race, I will take William
0: Byron because the fact is he's right in the middle of the field. Uh, He can go and make progress on the outside line or inside line, give himself a two way miss, and go and put himself in position to go and strike when it matters. And that's really what it is. Um, You know, pardon the bowling pun, but that's something that William Byron's going to have to do uh, after this week and going into next week. Uh, We will go to the um, sim segment segment. for you, Josh. So let us know um, what you've been doing and your exploits. And then also what you plan to do here during this uh, coming weekend on iRacing and elsewhere.
2: Yeah, last week I did a little uh, iRacing at... Iowa uh, with IndyCars uh, had uh, mixed results there. Uh, a lot of uh, early out wrecks uh, on my end. uh, uh gotten you know, it wasn't wasn't really that uh, great of a result there. I had a couple of wrecks uh, early on, then managed uh, uh, the other night to get a, a decent run and finish top ten. So uh, it was able to get get some, I guess, points back from. Whatever was lost from uh, DNFs uh, at uh, the previous races, and then also tried out the next gen car at Homestead, uh, and missed the start of the race, so ended up falling a lap down. But then was able to uh, get my lap back, and then uh, finished um, like I don't know, like seventeenth or something like that. So first time racing against uh, real people in that car on a um, mile and a half. Uh, so. Decent experience. I mean, you still have to kind of drive the track. You just don't really have a lot of top end speed. Uh, so you know you're able to you know use the low line, the high line. Uh, kind of like what we've been known to uh how it's you know braced in the past. It's just uh not a whole lot of top end speed. You kind kind of top out around 170 or something going into turn one and turn three. Uh, in this car, so uh, we'll see what it looks like in real life. Uh. And then uh, this week uh, probably do um, I racing at Homestead with the Indy car this time. So uh, try to, I always try to, I like the Indy car oval series. It's a decent series and uh, you really get a feel for the uh, you know speed of the car and the, you know, the racetracks and all that stuff. And uh, I, you know, like Homestead and the indie car as well. And it's a you know, good racetrack and definitely can u- utilize the high line and low line, uh, just like in the stock cars. And, lots of lane choice there and then uh also uh nascar 87 car at at, uh pocono always a good track and gonna be able to you know go into turn one and downshift and and back into third gear and then uh shift you know into back and forth on long pond straight and then you know tunnel turn shift into third and then um you know get into the uh turn three and uh downshift back into the third and then, you know, pick it back up uh, onto the main straight. So uh, 87 car Pocono is always fun too. So try that out. Um, maybe do some road course racing as well, if I can. Um, um, at, I don't know, at one of the, we like looking at the schedule for this. Um, um, maybe, uh, I don't know if you know, Sakuba Circuit in Japan. Um, it's a uh, kind of a short circuit Um, that i racing it's a pretty popular track i guess in japan it's a uh, featured in gran turismo as well and uh, maybe do some racing there uh, with a uh, ford mustang or the mazda miata um, both pretty good uh, low-level ro- road course cars and uh, 25-minute racing uh, action there so good uh, good short series and uh, that's series that i've had a lot of good success in as well so Uh, Got a lot of variety, of course, as always on iRacing and uh, always glad to be able to participate and play in it,
0: even if it's not always the most accurate racing experience. Hey, it's something that I wish I could do, probably going to make me act a little more responsible if I was able to go and do that, but maybe not Um, credit to you, Josh, for your expertise and ability to go not only win races, but put yourself in position to win races because that's all you can do. If you're able to go and put yourself in position, the wins will come. That's just a product of life. So we'll check you out in NASCAR and IndyCar uh, forum posts. Uh, You can listen to the Gripstrip podcast, an Apple podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Podbean, Pandora, and Talking in Circles. Um, we're talking in circles. think uh Grip Strip Podcast, talking in circles is my old show. Uh, Grip Strip Podcast, ready for the man who, somehow or another, got through whatever he was going through to go and bowl. pretty good game. Um, go and find us at Grip Strip Pod. You can also find us on Podbean, Philip Matthew dot com. And find me at Philip G. Matthew on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook as well. Let us know if you can go on to give us a like. Uh, we'll take it definitely and we'll go and give you a shout out. Um, Josh, uh, do you have anything you have to preview on the way out? I mean, I would like to. I mean, I haven't seen
2: it yet, but you know, NBA finals going on right now, I'd like to see the uh. The Bucks uh, close it, uh, close the gap, I guess, against the uh, Phoenix Suns. I mean, I don't really tune into basketball until the finals, till the playoffs. So uh, this is when I'll try to tune in and watch. So probably catch the catch it after
0: after we finish up here. Um, but you know, look there. Yeah, Giannis, I'm a Suns guy yeah. myself. So yeah, I'm an old school Suns guy, going back to Charles, I mean, Steve Park Nash, and, and, yeah, yeah, and Steve Nash too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So see about that and then
2: you know of course um uh, there's some rumors that ucf and uh uf gonna do some uh college football games in the future like a three-year deal where they're gonna do <laughs> two in Gainesville and then one in orlando so got some ucf uh, friends so i have a guess a little um trash talk whenever that happens it probably won't happen for um you know it's 2021 so it probably won't happen until like 2027 and 2031 2030 or something something like that so it's gonna be hard you'll be in
0: your 30s at that point yeah so
2: i mean i'll still like it but then you know like it's hard to get my thing with these things is always it's 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 hard to get excited for a series that's gonna happen in, in basically a decade from now like i'll i'll put it on the the calendar and keep it in my back pocket for then. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But that should be interesting. And then you know, of course, uh, follow me on Twitter at JP Huffine. Uh, watch the iRacing streams. Uh, Twitch TV slash 2 We'll go, go up there and have it on there when we can. Um, you know, go and watch and um, see what I do. Um, see my racing and try to let sh- let you all know when when that's live uh, you know, generally try to do, try to do one or two races, not live. So you get, get a feel for everything. Then you have one that's live. you know, see, see everything that happens. So, um, well, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, that's where you can,
0: uh, follow me on the internet. Yeah. And Josh is a great driver. He's very, uh, cool, calm and collected. Doesn't really get too fried out. Just like he's on this show. i unlike, unlike myself, um i have a problem with uh frying out in general uh, because i like adult beverages but um either way it's part of what makes this show have balance um thanks to you josh as always for being my bro and uh picking me up even at my my lowest and weakest um, thank you for listening to the Gripture podcast episode 70 will be on next week. We'll talk about uh, New Hampshire. We'll talk about uh, whatever NBA finals, I guess. We'll talk about uh, the racing that took place last this past week. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll go and. We'll talk about, uh, yeah, we'll talk about uh, Formula 2. We'll talk about the British Grand Prix, Formula 2, W Series, IMSA, Lime Rock, WC at Monza, Cup Xfinity at New Hampshire. Anything else that's going on, we'll also talk about football. Uh, we'll start really getting into football here since uh, we're getting close to training camp. You know, Kay Adams returned from her vacation, so. It's good for me because I love her. Um, either way, we'll get into all of that. Um, and anything else that's going on here in motorsports and in sports, thank you for listening. Uh stay safe, take care of one another, um, be cognizant of things, considering we're still not really out of the uh worst. Uh so take care of
1: one another. Uh stay safe. Take care. God bless.